0: You're listening to The Full Broadside.
1: Greetings, everybody, to another edition of The Full Broadside. I am your host, Cyberjock. See there, guys, I didn't forget it this week.
2: <laughs> Yay! Yay.
3: Yay. It, only take, it only took you, what, 14 episodes to finally remember? Uh,
1: well, this, I think, is episode 18, and, and I started to remember somewhere around 14, but I, I've got it now, and we're golden. We're, we're going to press on and keep trudging forward Uh, with me today I have KJ I have Mando I have mr. sock and since Nimitz is completely MIA tonight if he shows up later we're gonna call him out in front of everybody who's listening out there and it will be all glorious but we instead of Nimitz we have uh, Nightmare Phoenix from our clan that uh, has been joining us in the chat room so see what happens you join the chat room you hang out we may call upon you to step in front of the class and say a few words. So how's everybody doing today?
2: Oh, yeah. doing freaking awesome. Now that I'm off work, I've been busy at work the last few days.
4: I feel better now that I have food in my stomach.
2: Well, That's
3: always
4: a plus. Yeah. Yes. Simple guy.
1: <laughs> food in the stomach is very good. Well, we've got a handful of stuff to cover, but I think we're going to kind of keep it loose and, and just keep to a couple of things tonight and uh, see where we go, because I got a feeling rabbit holes are going to come, and we like rabbit holes, because they can go off into crazy tangents, and we have a lot of fun when we when we come up and, and do a show like that, so, anyway, we wanted to talk, let's see, before we get into the weekly grind, we'll save that for a little bit, but... Uh, Sock, you were telling me before uh, off the air that uh, you've had some uh, some games in the in the new United States battleships that are out, and I know Mando, you had some too. What, what are your guys' thoughts on these these new big slow tubs uh, that the USA put out? What are you what are you thinking, uh,
0: Mando? Why don't you start it? You have a bit more experience in them than I do. Oh my goodness okay so i did the
2: average joe route no no whale tailing this time you know um went through the uh uh the missions and got my tokens and purchased or got the, uh, the Kansas to drop. And so I was real skeptical. I know the last few episodes, we've been really kind of talking down about the new battleship line. And so I'm thinking, uh ah, what the heck, you know, I'll, uh, join up late at night. And I was very, very surprised, um, and have a completely different opinion of, uh the boat at least the kansas um and the american line so it goes to show you it doesn't matter what you read or see on the reviews or getting those you know getting the boat and try it yourself you never know you just might like it um r- really pleased with it um i mean i can go into more specifics but off off the top sock what do you what's your impression
0: um To me, it feels a lot... I've only played a few games in the Kansas. I don't have the Minnesota or the Vermont. Uh, To me, it feels a lot like the Yamato.
2: Ooh, as in maneuverability or gunnery-wise? A little bit of both. So one thing that I have noticed, and one of the huge complaints, and I even looked at it on paper, was, oh my goodness, a 40-second main gun reload. Um, I mean, war gaming is just hating on the new American battleship line. And then I went back when I started playing and kind of thought outside the box on this one. And I had gotten into a, um, a knife fight with a destroyer of all classes in my Kansas and nobody was coming to help me out. And I'm thinking, what am I going to do with these big guns with a 42nd reload and a destroyer within six or seven kilometers? Yeah. He had gotten that close to me. Um, I went back to an old, old, old school tactic of uh, sequence firing. And so with a 40-second reload times four turrets, I was firing one turn at a time, uh, HE, and I was spitting out. Uh, you know, 16-inch 16, 16 shells at this poor destroyer every 10 seconds by sequence firing. And so I decided, you know, hey, that was actually worked pretty good. I don't know, maybe it was an anomaly in the gameplay style. And so when I was able to rejoin the rest of my team, of course, this thing goes really slow, uh, I started sequence firing. I would fire off my main two uh, front, front guns um, 20 seconds later, my back two guns. And main two, so I was basically salvoing out every 20 seconds by sequence firing, and just by changing that little bit of a game style, I the ship became so much more enjoyable. Um, the ballistics are sound, the guns hit hard. Uh, just uh, the dispersion is is pretty average. And one thing that I also noticed about the Kansas is that even though it travels really slow, when I was engaging in that knife fight with that destroyer, it is extremely, extremely nimble. And with the right captain setup, I actually loaded up with some secondaries on it. Um, it's, was I was pleasantly surprised. It was very viable, especially in a tier 8, tier 9, uh, higher tier gameplay.
1: A nimble battleship. That's yeah. Slow. Rare. Slow the slow rudder to, shift, is but little,
2: nimble.
0: The rudder shift is a little long, but yeah, the turning circle is quite nice. Um, I've not done anything with like uh, um, like stagger firing or anything, but the I found that the forty-second reload didn't really bug me that much. Yeah, it's long, but twelve. 12 guns of that caliber at tier eight is a lot. You know, you're not shooting often, but when those guns hit, they hit really hard.
3: Well, yeah, I, I remember you talking about that the other night when we were in a game that for you, it didn't feel like it was really that long because you were firing at, uh, almost at your max range or close to it anyway for, for most of the game. So it didn't really bug you that much, but I bet you yeah. it probably would if you were you were more in close, up, you know, in, in tight fighting.
0: Yeah, I think what you're gonna ha- gonna have to do with that line is you're gonna have to be really opportunistic. Um, you know, you're only gonna get one chance at that cruiser that's broadsiding you.
1: Now, are the are the shells as floaty as say it's North Carolina counterport, or uh, you know, are they a little bit more level? Uh, what do you, you guys think?
0: I think they're the same guns as the Colorado. It's not the same shells as the North Carolina. I, I don't know what the numbers are off the top of my head. It. They feel kind of the same ish.
2: The um, HE shell is uh, around 800 meters per second, and the AP shells are about 760. I think I'm just going off the top of my head.
1: Yeah, so that, the H- that's about
2: right was flying a little bit more of a flatter trajectory. Uh, the AP was a little bit more of a plunging fire, but. Um, I, I, I mean, it's pretty typical for the U.S. Navy line, the heavy uh, shells going down. I felt I didn't have to lead as much as say in an Alaska or a Montana. I, I felt I don't know. It could be a hidden game mechanic. I'm just an average, you know, player. It to, to the average player perspective, I guess it they didn't seem as floaty, in my opinion.
1: Huh, okay. Well, it might be something I want to try at some point, but uh, a lot of other things I've got to get to first.
2: Overall, um, I was really impressed with the ship, and I'm looking forward to the Minnesota and um, to the Vermont. Um, I've actually gone up against a few Minnesotas, and they, I mean, when you when they turn their guns on you, you start, you know, dipping and ducking and dodging because when they connect they, they hit hard. They will that, that Minnesota will let you know that it is um in, in your AOR definitely.
0: Yeah. Well KJ, you have the Minnesota, don't you? Yes.
3: Yep, we I do. Your, I have haven't seen that well much. I mean I've enjoyed it so far. I mean I don't I don't know, I don't really like you said before, I don't really rec- you know, notice the the forty second reload. I mean sometimes it is kind of frustrating. But as long as I kind of stay towards the middle back, it's not so bad. Um, but yeah, you definitely kind of have to pick your targets to sort you know, like you said, you know, targets of opportunity um, because you definitely want to be loaded up and ready to go when, you, if somebody does make a mistake. And yeah, I mean, of course, anybody makes a mistake, you, you can punish them, but that thing can really whack the not out of you if you're yeah. not, if you're not careful
2: it's interesting that you guys have set it up for a backline because I went completely outside the box on this one. I I put on like secondary mods and I spec the captain for a survival spec. So I I went, you know, with the four point um, minus 10% chance for fire. I went with the three point, you know, 15%, Chance off of your, or fifteen percent off of your um, burning time, et cetera, et cetera. And with the adrenaline rush, and I found, and I actually found this. Um, I was in a match the other night with uh, Wookie Legend, one of the community contributors, um, and Wookie and me, and one of his clan mates uh, in the Wookie clan. He was also in a Kansas, and Wookie was in a Cleveland, and the three of us kind of partnered up. And the other Kansas and I charged the battlefield like we were a German battleship, and every Everybody, I think, was just kind of giving us the snickers and the giggles. Um, I found, and it was really weird, that with the adrenaline rush, so the more you take damage, the the quicker your guns fire. When I was down to about fifty percent damage, my guns reload speed had improved to about thirty-three seconds, and uh, in. with the secondary spec, of course, picking up, you know, these uh, destroyers that thought that we were going to be easy pickings. So between the other Kansas and I, we were, I mean, we were cleaning house on a flank and it, it got down to a 33 second reload, which was, and then again, I was sequence firing. So I'd fire the front two, fire the back two. So, you know, every 15, 18 seconds I was putting out salvos. Interesting. I have to, I
3: may have to look into that.
2: Yeah, just I just took a completely outside the box approach to this thing. Um, I don't know if it was the way wargaming, you know, wants us to play this class, but um, I found it very enjoyable, and uh, I got a lot of pretty surprised reactions when they seen this Kansas uh, uh, charging up the middle. I mean, it's it's a great ship. It's got uh, you know really decent the survivability is rated at eighty three. I mean, it's got a forty percent torpedo reduction you know so i was shrugging torpedoes off left and right and it is a thick boy so um i don't know overall i am i am completely have changed my my opinion and i'm kind of impressed and i'm actually going to be looking forward and i will pursue going up the line all the way up to the vermont so um i can't wait for the final full release
1: you know you're going to be the reason that wargaming has to nerf it because they're like you know what wait a minute this ship yeah, right? is not <laughs> acting as intended. This guy over here is screwing up the meta. We need to nerf the hell out of the ship, and they're going to do it, and it's going to be all your fault.
2: It, it is. I I can only take partial credit. I I put the other blame on you know Wookie Legend and his clan. It was the other Kansas, and I can't for the life of me remember his name. Um, he was a great player, uh, and, and so between the two of us, and then with Wookie, you know, bringing up. the the flank with the Cleveland, just picking off whatever was left over. Uh, We clean house. And and it was a, it was a great um, battle actually saved the replay in a different folder on that one. Nice.
1: (laughs) Nightmare. Do you have anything to add? I I thought I heard you trying to chime in there uh, a little while back. Yeah.
4: Uh, But no, I was going to earlier. I was going to talk about uh, how a secondary build worked on it because the Massachusetts is a really big, heavy secondary contender. It gets out in the distance on it is insane. It puts out a, a lot of firepower. But then we went down that whole rabbit hole of the secondary build, and it's nice to hear that it's actually viable for ships that aren't the Massachusetts.
3: Well, yeah, the thing too is that I mean the secondary armaments on it are at eight by two, and they're one twenty-seven millimeters. So you don't have that many secondaries either. Unlike the Minnesota,
1: yeah, but I mean, if you're going to train up a captain for for the right. Minnesota slash Vermont, right, and you're going to have them there, you might as well, you know, get a little bit involved there and and see how it works.
2: Yeah. So, okay, so let me clarify. When I say secondary build, let me—I I, guess—in the current game meta terms, I would say uh, it's a secondary hybrid build, meaning um, the the third tier equipment module. I took off the artillery plotting room and added the secondary battery modification. And so what I did is I basically gave up some firing range. Um, but I added, you know, main gun range and I added secondary range and secondary dispersion. Um, it's not, just with that module, it got my secondary range out to six kilometers. I'm sure if I put uh, flags and captain skills on it, would probably extend it out to a little bit more. Um, but I it's so I would classify it more as a secondary hybrid build because I did put the tank specs on it for the captain. Because it is a thick boy, you are going to draw a lot of fire. You're going to draw a lot of HE. Um, so you, you need to have that survivability to be able to... Um, you know, put your money where your mouth is, so to speak, if, if you're going to push up. Right.
4: Yeah. That makes sense to me. I, I was hoping for uh more distance on the secondaries, but you said six, I think the max we would probably end up getting is maybe seven or eight. Well,
3: I just, so I, not, just threw, I was gonna say, I just threw one of my, my kind of AA spec captains on there and just as the captain as it is, I mean, like the maximum range I've got secondaries out to a seven, 7.6 with flags, I
0: believe. That's, nope, that's with no flags.
4: Cool. Yeah. That, uh, there's, there's some people who uh, like to charge in with battleships. So this will probably be a really good one for them to just go gung-ho into a capture point.
2: Well, and it is very nimble. I mean, it's slow, but it is very nimble for its size. And so, a lot of your cruisers and your destroyers are going to – they think that they're going to take advantage of you because here's this big thick boy rumbling around a corner. But when they launch torps at close range – well, first of all, they get in close range, and they're getting – pounded with these secondaries like holy crap what just happened Um, and when they launch a a bank of torpedoes at you and you're able to dodge a maneuver out of the way you might catch one but with that 40% reduction I mean you're just shrugging these things off and charging right at them and then like I said switching up my my gunnery tactics to doing a sequence fire versus a full salvo fire um, these poor DDs that were you know chose to to go close up with me um, they get a big surprise well
1: let's go ahead and wrap that one up then uh but you guys are thinking uh if i'm gonna say pro or con on that uh on that line I- i'm guessing you guys are pro by the sounds of it
2: my vote mando's vote is pro i i will go up the line yeah they seem like they'll yeah. be good i mean i don't have
3: an issue with them right now
1: Well, until tell mando ca- causes that nerf right
3: exactly <laughs>
1: <laughs> going full curve first in a Kansas that might break the game
2: <laughs>
1: yeah, right. <laughs> all right well uh let, let's move to key battles and uh, I know some of you guys have been and checking that out and uh I haven't got, had a whole lot of experience in it I haven't really got, been in game a whole lot the last couple of days um what are your guys' early uh-huh. thoughts on it? I, I know, uh, KJ, you've had a little experience. I don't know if the rest of you guys have, but what's your uh, what's your take on on the uh, the key battles that they've introduced?
3: When I first started playing it, uh, I wasn't really a super big fan. I'm still not 100% sold on it. Um, I don't like the fact that I get in there, and it's supposed to be a battle royale, but you can make teams. And then they can instantly break the team and then shoot and kill you. Uh, come, uh, give me a break. I don't have time for that. <laughs> Either <laughs> let us have teams or let us just go all at it. That's, that's fine. Um, uh, but I've played it a, a several times cause I'm feverishly trying to get all the crates that I can because I want my ship out of it. Um, because I want my Oklahoma. um, so I've, I've been playing it over and over and over and, and it's, it's kind of growing on me, but I'm still not a hundred percent sold on it. Um, it is different. I mean, it's definitely different than what I've, I'm used to playing, but I'm not, again, I'm not a hundred percent sold on it. I mean, people have talked, I've talked to some other guys uh, that have played it and they're, you know, say, yeah, all you really got to do is just kind of hang out in the back and, and, um, wait till you get to the octagon and then just duel it all out in the octagon and, and just kill all the little sea monsters and get all the, uh, one of the battle coins or battle points or whatever. Um, and then just duke it out in the oct- octagon and, and that way you can double your, or not double, I guess, or maybe close, double your money on it. But I mean, I've, you know, I've, I've made it all the way there a couple of times, one once, and uh, of course got lost the first time. But I mean, I, I again, I'm not hundred percent sold on it. Uh, I do kind of enjoy it. I hate to say I enjoy it like that, but I don't know. It's, Frustrates me more than relaxes me. I'll put it to you that way.
1: Anybody else have any experience with the key battles?
2: I I found it kind of repetitive. To the um, I forget what the theme was. The post apocalyptic battle. I mean, they added a few key features to it there is one positive takeaway and so I, I was sitting at work um, I remember chatting in on the discord with some of the clanmates and somebody mentioned something about hey yeah there's a new directive a new premium ship and of course my whale ears you know perked up in a couple yeah, of the, no um, kidding. <laughs> yeah and so I'm like oh there's a new you know new premium and then I got to thinking you know uh, I work full time got the family thing I'm probably going to pass on this one I know surprise surprise um, I don't think I'll have time to make you know, meet the uh, the objectives under the. The combat missions. And so I jumped in this morning to check out the key battles and next thing you know, within about 10 minutes, I had finished off all of my directives because the directives or the key battles were counting towards the directives. And the one off my head was like, you got to cause like 4 million or 5 million points of damage and I'm thinking, uh that's going to be kind of a grind. (laughs) But then my first key battle, I cranked out like 700,000 hit points worth of damage. And so Mm -hmm. next thing you know, as I saw the directive pop up, I got credit for it. So that is a positive. If you wanna, if you wanna scream your way really fast, fast track through some of those directives. The key battles do count, and you will finish them off very quickly. Um, but yeah, the gameplay—it's—it's it's cool to to, you know, you're fighting the monsters, you're teaming up with people. But I have found it is just easier just to go solo, yellow solo. If that's your play style, you'll like it. Because the whole thing of we're we're in a division, I'm not in a division, I'm back in another division, and then the new division is shooting at me. But I was just division with these guys, but now I'm not in a division anymore. It just it's too much. Um, I don't know too much drama. I guess in game drama. Just mm-hmm. yeah, just point me at the ships and let me shoot something.
3: But, but, yeah, that's what that's what I did with the uh, the battles as well with the U.S. battleships. I just did them all with the. Uh, Key battles and yeah, it didn't take very long to clear them all out. So I'm now sitting here waiting for the next three days for the next ones to open up. So I can clear those out because like I said, I want my Oklahoma.
2: <laughs> I don't care. It's yeah. My state ship, I want my Oklahoma. <laughs> the slow Oklahoma. Yeah. It's um it's I I was looking at the armory and looking at it's, you know, risk versus reward. Do you know, there's not a lot of risk in the key battles, but the rewards like, what am I playing for? And I was kind of looking in the armory, you know, there's a couple of permanent camos, some of the alternative uh, camos, um, maybe a couple of captains. But um, if, if you have a port full of those already, I mean, there's really not Mm -mm. a lot of incentive to, to kind of grind through the, you know, the battles in my opinion, you know, it, it is fun to take a break and go to a kind of a different battle mode, but um, overall, yeah, you know, just kind of meh, I guess.
3: Yeah, I mean, because the the commanders you get, they're just like they're, they look like they're basic commanders. They don't really give you any special perks or anything like that. They're just portraits, from what I can tell. Yeah.
2: Now, if you take what I call the cyber jock effect, if you if you take the cy cyber jock effect, which is, hey. I really need to get some captains, I need to get some port slots, whatever, then it's a good grind for somebody that um, doesn't have a lot of captains or port slots. It's a great way to get some additional captains put in your port. And always, I always put my kudos out to the art department. The art is great. I love the themes. They always do a great job. Um, for if you're a seasoned player or someone who's been around the game and you've got more port slots and you know what to do with or more, you know, oh, my goodness, it's just another, um, you know, captain to put in. Um, it might seem a little redundant to you. But, you know, bottom line, it is always refreshing to get a new game mode to kind of change it up. Uh, I, I could just quickly see it
0: becoming um i don't know old old news here pretty pretty quick does the cyber jock effect include uh, selling all your dds
2: <laughs> fortunately there is no dds in the key battle mode <laughs> so yeah the cyber jock effect uh will not come into play on that one
1: <laughs> the cyber jock effect that's funny <laughs> i'm sitting here thinking i'm like where is he going with this wait a minute what 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 Oh, okay. Well, I okay. I see. I uh, see what he's doing here.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, the reference is, I mean, uh, some past episodes we talked about, like, "Hey, are you going to get this?" Nah, not really. I don't like the theme. And your and your response was, which makes sense, which is, "Hey, that's a free ten point captain that I can get and put in my, you know, my port. I don't have to grind it up. Um, You know, it, it's." pretty easy pretty plug and play and then i got to thinking you know that's a valid point and so i dubbed it the Cyberjock effect
1: (laughs) well i i like it i like it i'll take it it's fine (laughs) but uh (laughs) key battles uh seems like you know when when they announced those and we talked about them when they were just back in the dev notes uh boy last month we were talking about them and you know I, I looked at it and I was just you know it's just not all that exciting to me and that might really uh, continue to be the only real reason I get into something like that I mean it's nice that they do a, a seasonal type thing once a year you know they mix it up they throw something different so it's not always the same stuff and that's great but ultimately it's kind of a meh kind of a thing this time around It's it sounds like and I, I really kind of expected that anyway but you know, maybe the Cyberjocked effect is the way to go. You wanna get some captains? Maybe that's maybe that's something to uh to look into.
2: Definitely. I you know, compared to the to the past seasons, I definitely would prefer last uh, Halloween season special event where it had the post-apocalyptic you know, apocalyptic kind of the water world theme. But more importantly, the game mode was you had that ever-closing circle. And so as the match went on, you were forced to get closer and closer and closer and closer to each other until you're finally just duking it out at the very end in, in very close quarters. That was really cool for me because it put the pressure on for you to really get in there and engage with all the other players yeah, the only way you get that now is if you make it to the octagon. Right. Because
1: it, it does shrink it down. down.
3: Yeah, because it does shrink down.
1: Well, certainly interesting anyway. Uh, I'll tell you what. Why don't we take a quick break, and then we'll uh, we'll start up uh, the, on the other side with the dev notes and get into our weekly grind. We'll be right back everybody hang tight. All right everybody we are back on the other side and I wanted to jump into the dev notes I've got. They had an awful lot of them this time around but there's a lot of talk about 911 or or 9.11. Let's not confuse it with a bad day in American <laughs> history. Yeah. And 9.12. Yeah. Uh, they're talking about New Year's celebration in this specific post and about the new US battleship sub branch releasing from early access and available with and then they talk about a new uh, predator camouflage for the summers and that actually looks really kind of cool yes it does uh yeah so you've seen some of these uh they're going to do the snowflakes again this year they're going to have a holiday campaign so you can get some holiday camos which looks pretty cool it looks like you get there's going to be captains or at least it looks like captains but it could be just simply you know faces that that overtake the existing captains i I don't know how they're going to do it um but it looks like there's uh what is there nine different looks of santa claus of some sort so that's kind of neat
3: Santas around the world i bet
1: yeah that's that's my guess um yeah then they added some winter paint jobs to some of the ships with snowflakes all over them and uh (laughs) <laughs> made me laugh when i see snowflakes but anyway there's uh there's a new year, couple of new year camos they added a kure port for uh uh the one that was inspired by kure harbor in japan i'm probably not even close to pronouncing that corrected correctly um however one thing in this that i did th- did think was very interesting uh in 9.11, they're gonna bring the Heisen to the dockyard to be built. So I'm assuming it's gonna be just like these other ones. You're gonna have 26-something phases, and, and and I mean, if you read down below, you can complete these and complete that. And it looks like there's gonna be a couple other ships uh, tier. Or let's see, the fifth ship building phase, we release the tier two Takabana with a winter permanent camouflage. Uh, The 15th uh, shipbuilding phase will award the Yahagi with a winter permanent camo. Both of these coming with six-point commanders, so that's kind of neat. For completion of other stages of construction, I'm assuming beyond the 15th, Santa's gift containers will also appear. Um, So that's kind of neat. They will have a permanent New Year camouflage for almost all Tier Nine ships by the looks of it as well. Uh, And then the 26th. Uh, phase where you complete it you'll receive Heisen and a war paint with a commander of 10 skill points so that's kind of neat and they add a little flag and whatnot so eh, that's kind of a neat thing i mean that's you know a little something if they're going to do more dockyard stuff uh any thoughts on that before i move to the next one
2: Uh, i don't know hey well if you are a newer player starting out that's your chance to get a Tier 2 Premium, Tachibana, it's a pretty decent um, little destroyer for starting out. And the Yahagi, a Tier 5 cruiser, um, you know, I don't have too much experience in that one. It's got some and some positive reviews. It's kind of in, in the middle. However, um, going back to the Cyberjock effect, if you are a new player starting out and you just need some ships, a perfect opportunity throw a couple of premiums in your port, at least up until uh, that point in the dockyard.
4: And they also come with a a port slot. Anytime you get a ship, you get a free port slot, too. So if you decide to get rid of the ship, you've got another port slot, which when I started out or came back to it, uh, I was running out of ship slots and commander slots. And so any doubloons I ended up getting, I paid for that. And I kind of wish I didn't because now they're just giving ships away in the dockyards, and uh, I think that's a really good thing. See, it's the cyberjock effect in full. (laughs) It's, it's, it's out there,
2: man. It's the cyberjock effect. That's, that's it. It's, you know, it's a new scientific theory.
1: Well, moving to the next one, they're talking about uh, 9.11 and 9.12 Italian battleships. Now, boy, these are not easy to pronounce, at least the first few. But they're launching the uh, researchable Italian battleships added to the game in the upcoming super test session. The Dante Alighieri at uh, Tier 4 looks like a battleship. They have a Tier 5 battleship, the Conte di Cavour and the tier 9 Lepanto uh, all battleships those things look good one interesting thing about these ships they're italian which is great their battleships also great i i enjoy them these things will not fire he but sap that is it's something destroyers. yeah i mean a battle uh, three battleships that they're going to put in that are going to be destroyer killers really really interesting um, they added a tier nine Marco Polo in the premium at some point, and they're doing a Pan-Asian destroyer, the Fen-Yang at tier eight. That thing looks really interesting. And then they've added a new Commonwealth destroyer, the Vampire two at tier 10. So that's a uh, really interesting stuff there. I don't know what you guys have read about these, but there's a couple of these ships that, uh. I really like the Italian line. I, I might have to really put some effort into those. Uh, I enjoy the hell out of the cruisers, but even those cruisers, you know, sometimes are just a little too squishy. Maybe these battleships are exactly what I'm looking for.
2: I am so looking forward to the Italian. I've been. I'm really excited for the Italian battleship line coming out for for one um, one unique uh, trait. And that is it's going to be the first battleships in the game, at least to my knowledge, with a smoke generator. I am so excited. Uh, smoke generator, SAP shells, good medium range accuracy, good armor, um, decent concealment uh now, we're finally starting to get back to promoting the brawling play, which uh, I know Sock says bow tanking is a dead meta. Um, a lot of people are saying that brawling is a dead meta. I th- I think the Italian battleship line is going to um, re uh, rejuvenate the brawling gameplay, which I'm so looking forward to.
1: I do like a good brawl and uh you know secondaries and whatnot now they I don't think they say a whole lot about secondaries, but exhaust smoke generator, yeah it says secondary battery with a good rate of fire, short range, but I mean if you're going nice and slow in there and these things aren't super weak, you know it says they're most effective for medium range so but the s a p is is gonna be huge for for battleships. you just don't see that right now, and I mean you see it in the in the Italian cruisers. But the cruisers typically are way out. They're, they're at range, they're kiting away, they're trying to keep angled, and they'll turn for a salvo. then they'll turn away when one comes back at them, and, and that's how they stay alive. These things may not need to do that. They're probably going to be a lot slower. And I wouldn't imagine the exhaust smoke generator will be huge because, you know, I mean, anybody who's seen or gone up against the Italian cruisers, when they're in that exhaust smoke and they're moving around, you just wait for the next smoke to light up and you lead it a little bit and you're going to end up hitting them just fine. So um, with a battleship, I don't know that it's going to be able to hide real good, but I mean, it's at least something to, to, to... breach detection get rid of it you know
2: yeah uh, well the, you you got to look at the nature and the intent of the exox or the the italian um smoke trick is to close the distance. Pure and simple. Close the distance. It's not there to hide you. You're not going to be, you know, a kudos off or uh, you know, something sitting at range and smoke, firing. You know, you're not going to be um it, it's to close the distance, to get in close. It's I think the Italian battleship line is going to bridge the gap where the German Kriegsmarine line fails at, which is uh me and my potato my potato first. <laughs> <laughs> it just—I can't get close enough to get into secondary range. I want to brawl. I go in there with the intent to brawl, but I just get torn up. Um. So I, the, I'm that's why I'm looking for the Italian line. That smoke generator—it's enough to to allow you to close the distance to get in close. And it, I just want to add with the Italian secondaries, they are short range. Um, Same thing with their anti-aircraft. It's a shorter range, but when you do get within range and they open up, they can be pretty devastating. And that's not without throwing any sort of a secondary uh, spec into it. So maybe I'll go the Kansas route with the Italian battleships and do a a secondary spec battleship with smoke. I, I don't know. I'm thinking way outside the box on these ones, too.
1: Well, definitely interesting thing that they're adding uh, adding the uh, the big battleships. They're going to throw a Marco Polo at tier nine in in the premium shop, which will be really interesting. Uh, the Fen Yang, Pan Asian. I mean, it's another Pan Asian premium, and it's eight. So, I mean, it's it's got further further range with its torpedoes, but once again, they're deep waters. They don't hit everybody. So, uh, there's that. The Vampire 2 is one that caught my eye because it's a daring class destroyer. And this one was built in Australia, and it goes on to say that it's most dangerous for the enemy in artillery duels due to the effective main caliber guns. Now, as I recall, if you spec it right on the daring, you can actually get the reload time down to under two seconds, which is like 1.9. I mean, it's it's about two seconds, but I mean, that's pretty damn powerful, especially with this ship having a crawling smoke generator and a hydro search. Um, That might be a heck of a ship and it's a tier 10 premium. I don't know how they're going to announce it and put it together or if they're going to drop it in the doubloon shop, coal shop, steel shop, whatever. It's certainly something to consider if you uh, like running DDs that, that fire their guns pretty solid.
3: My question is going to be is how effective is it going to really be? Because it looks like it's a three by two, 113 millimeter is the main battery. Right. Well, most of your American destroyers are 127s.
1: Sure. But if you're firing constantly and you got a decent fire chance, you're spamming yeah, right. HE.
3: Right. Well, I'm just saying, I mean, because your reload time currently right now is at 3.5 seconds.
1: I mean,
2: yeah, you could spec it and get that down
1: though. Yeah, right. you can get her down to like yeah. one, maybe two. But I mean, it, uh, is it that really that big of a deal? But I mean, really, if they're that low, I wonder what the HE fire chance is on it. I bet you it's eight percent. Well, see, that's not bad. I mean, it, it's for a you know for that. And the nice thing with it being under what one thirty nine. If you spec, you can actually reach out and expand the distance by quite a bit. So you can island hop and spam HE shells all day.
3: Uh, Maximum firing range is based right now is at
1: 13.8. And that's longer than a lot of the other destroyers at that same tier.
2: Yeah, I'm just just throwing up the gearing stats. Max range... the way I have mine set up is 11 kilometers, uh, three-second reload with only a 5% fire chance versus, you know, the Daring or, you know, the new Vampire. So it's it's a gunboat, um, yeah, no I doubt. Yeah,
3: I was just looking at the rest of the stats on so a maximum dispersion, so it's 118 meters and the SIG is at
1: 2.0. Yeah, that's pretty crazy.
3: Uh, it's a oh. 1, by, one by 5 torpedo tube with 533s, uh, 10 kilometers at 62 knots.
2: So with that have. rate of fire, I, I don't spec IFHE on my daring. It's not recommended to just because it's, it's with the 113 millimeters. You're really not going to be hitting those armor thresholds on a lot of those battleships. So I went with the demolition expert, and so that pumped it up to a 10% fire chance, which is really high for yep. a destroyer.
1: Yeah, and if you were to do that with something like this, you know, that's already at 8%, now you're looking at, what, 12, 13? I mean, that's uh, pretty solid.
4: And even if you're not, like, constantly setting fires or doing a lot of damage, the sheer amount of bullets flying through the air from that smoke cloud will be enough to tear anyone away. Just the sheer mentality of all this fire coming at you, like, I would... I would probably try to find a hide, a hide behind an island if I saw that coming at me at, like, one
1: shot every second. Yeah, I will, I will say something about that. That is, you know, I mean, you may not be a super tough ship, but there are ships out there that may not have the best torpedo range, the hardest hitting torpedoes, or even the best guns. But when you're spamming a steady stream of fire on a battleship or even a cruiser, It wears them down mentally, and at some point, they just say, all right, this thing has to go away now, or I'm just going to turn around and get the heck out of here, because I'm not going to sit here and just have to put out fires all day. And really, I mean, you're causing the guy to use his his, uh, repair party, and now he's stuck, and say, hey guys, guess what? He just put a fire out. Light him up, boys. And he's going to burn and burn and burn, and I mean, you're going to have to get out of there. You're playing a mental game with him, and a lot of these ships, I think, do that very well.
2: Oh, absolutely! I I know I do the same thing when I'm when I'm cruising along, and if there is a destroyer or something sitting at smoke, peppering me with high explosive, whether they're doing any damage or not, it's that psychological effect, you know, death by a thousand cuts, so to speak, where it's like, look, guys, I can only keep this up for so long before you know this guy starts burning through. Eventually, my hit point pool, where I could be engaging other, you know, higher priority targets, and so it, an effective destroyer in you know in smoke w- w- gunboat type can hold a flank down potentially if you have a you know a skilled enough player
1: yeah and but- I, I will say something with that too um and we're going to get into the to the royal navy dd's in our weekly grind but uh you know grinding that line they they have that crawling smoke as well and i will say that goes up and if it's spec right it will stay up what almost two full minutes and it actually cools down fairly quick when it does expire. When you, when it finally expires and you're out of there, you've gotten out of the smoke, you're going away, you don't have to wait very long before it's ready again. And then now you can go ahead, smoke up, and re-engage and just keep lighting guys up, moving back and forth in the smoke and just keep spamming. And it's it's not hard to get an awful lot couple hundred hits on a ship and you know your damage is going to go up every fire you put up and i mean if you're ever upset about not getting a whole lot of damage in a dd which i know a lot of people are um these are definitely ships that are worth looking at they can spam the he all day i mean if you wanted to go ap i don't really see a whole point in that but you can put an awful lot of uh damage in the air with the he and I mean for this ship, you know, specifically the Vampire two at ten, it's a Commonwealth ship, so you have to train up a captain, probably take a little bit, but I mean if you get a captain spec'd outright, and you've already got what sixty two knot torpedoes that run out to twelve or ten K, that's not bad. I mean a lot of these a lot of these other ones, the a lot of these British ones, they're they're what eight K torpedoes. They don't have a lot on range. They're a little bit slower. So, I mean, you got to modify and do some tweaks if you want any more out of it. But, I mean, this ship has better torps. It's got a little bit longer range. And it, I don't know. I think this Vampire is going to be a really interesting ship uh, when we start seeing it in tents.
2: Especially when you compare it to what's already out there. I know your all-time favorite, the Friesland. Yeah. To, to me, this is going to be another Friesland gunboat with the exception that this one has a torpedo, uh, torpedoes on it. So imagine it, taking your Friesland and putting some torpedoes on it and how threatening that could be on the battlefield. Um, you know, as, as a force multiplier, um, that's one thing I am looking forward to on the Vampire 2 is it, the way that I'm looking at it, at least on paper, is it looks like a Friesland with
4: torpedoes. Well, yeah, you said really it's a one by five tube, right? So uh, we're looking yeah. at it. There's a high chance it might uh, uh, be able to switch to just single fire mode, like uh, oh. uh, the other one. So that alone, you can be a lot more accurate with your torpedo placement too, and that can be really good if you know how to lead the target or scare the target to slowing down or backing up, and then putting more torpedoes where it. Decided. Oh, this is going to be so
3: we over here, and then it just eats three of those torpedoes. Yeah, you have the ability to choose from individual or entire launcher at once with a 125 second reload time.
2: Yeah, it is Commonwealth, so it does have the single fire torpedo.
1: All right. Well, the last blog or dev blog notes that I that I picked up today to look at was the the submarines have been uh, in testing again. Uh, they started the 22nd. They will end. I guess Friday... Uh, October 30th, so not much time left on the clock to test and whatnot, but it looks like they're giving them another test run, and they've, they've got some changes here, and they've got some tweaks that they're doing, but I don't know how many of you guys got a lot of experience with this new iteration with the changes that they made after the last test session. Like I said, I haven't been in a whole lot lately, so I don't really know, but it looks like there's uh, some interesting changes, and I mean, it, it's it's it really lends to the theory that these things are getting a lot closer um takes on that
4: i haven't had a chance to do anything with them i'm just excited for something else to shoot at or change up the whole meta in general besides worrying about uh getting destroyed at distance by uh giant guns or run into a bunch of torpedoes because i decided to run into an island (laughs)
2: <laughs> I I'm in I mean wargames doing it right we WEG as I like to call them is is doing it good they're doing extensive 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 testing on these things before they even think about putting these live um good on Ouija for for doing that putting them in separate gameplay modes um, as far as the new changes it's it's I mean it's nothing bad it's all improvements it's all improvement on when I was in on the original um, closed tests um, I was one of the lucky ones to to get my number picked and it, you know it the the submarines went from like oh my god it's another you know carrier disaster um, it went from really this overpowered little game changer to um they've really refined it and refined the submarine's role um and um refined and and defined it and the new changes to the pinging and to the sonar good changes it's it's really raining in the um the torpedoes and on top of it they're they're still putting out countermeasures so that you know, I, I, again, I keep referencing past episodes. One of the episodes I, I had asked, is this going to be the end of the battleship? You know, um, now I, you know, I don't think so. So, I mean, that, one thing you got to hang in the back of your mind when you're talking about the submarines and the submarine test, and I've been all over the forums and you know have seen both sides of the argument. One thing you guys and everybody and all the listeners out there you got to keep in the back of your mind: this is all work in progress. None of this is permanent. Um, it's it's not into the to the open game. It's all work in progress. And so, give some good constructive feedback if you're in as part of the test. Um, get in there. I encourage you to put in and play the even if you don't like submarines, don't think you should be in the game, get in in there and, 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 and put your feedback in um, because it is still a work in progress so just keep that in the back of your mind
1: well and a big thing here is is you know they've they made the changes due to the last test session and they did a lot of work with solar ping mechanics and whatnot um, which I believe are good changes from what I've read it looks like that was exactly what needed to happen but um, but they're focusing really in this test, test session is the anti-submarine defenses for battleships and heavy cruisers. And obviously there's been other little improvements here and there too. But, I mean, you know, we talked about, you know, possibility at one point of being the death of the battleships. But here they're giving them some defenses to deal with the submarines. So, I mean, even if you are out there by yourself firing long range, racking up your HE damage, or whatever you're doing, well now suddenly you, you find it a, a sub has got all the way through, and you find him pinging you, and you know he's there. Now you're going to at least not be just, oh great, I got a sub, I'm done. Uh, well, No, now you actually have some defense that you can throw out there and maybe do some damage. And, you know, these, these, these subs are fragile. They don't take a lot of damage before they're done. So... I like it. I, I really like it. Uh, I, I I don't like to see defenseless battleships with those giant big guns and secondaries, and they can't touch a sub. Well, now they can with all these these defenses that are in testing. So, like I said, it's just a, uh, you got to have a lot of tests. You got to try it a lot, and it seems like they're listening, they're reading, and they're listening for the feedback, and they're making adjustments uh, that seem to be right on the money here.
3: Yeah, because I think when we were talking about maybe if they were going to be the the death of it was during that first play test that they, that open play test that they did where you only had, what, a couple of cruisers and the destroyers were the only thing that had any depth charges. You didn't have anything. Right.
1: Yeah, now some of the heavier cruisers and the battleships are going to be equipped to handle it, so... I don't know that everyone out there is going to, but I think a, a certain amount are, and that's going to be really interesting to check out and see uh, see how that plays and, and, and what difference that's going to make down the road when these things do launch.
2: My take on the whole submarines coming to the game is if and when they finally do get it released into the main game, it's going to take a game that we know, and for lack of a better term, I'm going to compare it to rock, paper, scissors. You know, you you have, you know, cruiser, cruiser beats, destroyer, destroyer beats. Ba- I mean, we have a very linear rock, paper, scissor game, and it's a lot of fun. But to reference one of the popular TV shows, Big Bang Theory, Submarines is going to take rock, paper, scissors and turn it into rock, paper, scissors, lizard, Spock.
1: I was just thinking about mm-hmm. yeah. that myself. Um,
2: <laughs> it's going to add, yeah, absolutely. It's going to add that extra dimension, um, that, that third dimensional play. I think it's going to really, um, and for, incorporate some more different game styles of what you want to do. It's also going to open up the roles of destroyers and carriers. So carriers aren't just going to be hunting down destroyers all the time. Carriers are going to be out there hunting submarines now. Um, destroyers are going to have anti-submarine capability. You know, So it, when it finally does get released, uh, again, it's going to add a much-needed um, different dimension to the game. And so I say, Ouija, take your time. Take your time. Develop it um you know get it in the game it'll get there eventually guys and just again don't forget it's all work in progress
1: all right well let's close that part out and move into our weekly grind for for the for the last section of the show there uh we spoke off uh off the air and we decided that uh, royal navy destroyers and we touched a little bit up on the daring when we were comparing the uh the vampire there so uh what are your thoughts
3: well i can say i've played up to the lightning and and they take a little while to get used to, but I've, I've enjoyed them. I've I had more fun probably at the coming up to from the Jervis at the Lightning. I mean, of course, I've kind of stopped at the Lightning because I just haven't finished grinding it out. But I've had a lot of fun playing the Lightning. It's just a, it's a little bit different gameplay than what I'm, I'm used to, but uh, I mean, I've enjoyed them so far.
1: Well, Mando, I know you've got a ton of experience with those. Uh, you're all the way to the Daring. What, what did you think of the line?
2: Great line. Um, very fun. E- even in the lower tiers, uh, some of the, you know, the Valkyrie and the Wakeful, really fun um, boats to play. That's B-O-T-E-S, boats, Get <laughs> underneath cyber skin there.
1: Um, I hate when yeah. you misspell that.
2: I know. It drives you up the wall, and that's why it, I do it. It does.
1: Um, Might as well be nails on a chalkboard, man.
2: Yeah, um, but uh, the line is solid all the way up. The mistake that I made going up the line as a new player, I was like, hey, it's a destroyer line. Let me focus on torpedoes. And I got very discouraged, very disappointed when I first tried to go up the line and grind the line because I was like, man, I've got, you know, six kilometer concealment and six kilometer torpedoes. What the heck is going on right. here, guys? Um And so, again, you got to kind of think outside the box, take a look at your play style. These are gunboats. Uh, I know they look fancy, and they've got really good. And that's one of their strong points: is they, it, a Royal Navy destroyer's got great concealment, and the hydro. Uh, this is these are gunboats, and so when you start rethinking it from a, a gunboat point of view, um, you'll be really successful with this line all the way up. Um, the Lightning Solid, the Jutland, uh, the Daring, um, all solid. Fast smoke, uh, I know with superintendent on the daring, you get like seven smoke charges, and then as we were discussing before with, with the rate of fire, um, very viable, uh, it, just a, a great um, boat all around, a great line. Um, just remember that it's it is a gunboat line, and so don't get frustrated like i did with your lack of torpedo power and then of course the unique feature to the line is you is is you can single fire the torps which is great cuz you can actually bait other players into firing one or two torps and they think okay the salvo's passed me um and then they make their turn and the next thing you know you're you're hitting them broadside with a you know a, a couple more torpedoes you had sitting back in reserve
1: you know l- let me jump on that because we, we mentioned single firing of torps some people out there that listen may not have any idea how to do that how, how do you go about doing that uh in a ship that's capable of doing such a thing
2: So you have your normal torpedo spread, and your normal torpedo line is you you hit your – it's the three key on your keyboard to select a torpedo. And you can toggle back and forth between a very wide spread and a normal spread. Um, Some of your um, destroyer lines, like for example the European destroyer line, they have a normal spread and an extremely narrow spread. The difference being is once you punch punch your trigger button – All the torpedoes fire at once. Now, the Royal Navy line and the Royal Navy cruisers and the Commonwealth line have a unique feature that you can fire in normal spread or you can toggle it to fire single fire, meaning you will fire your torpedoes one at a time, one torpedo per click of the mouse button. And the unique quality of this is let's just say you have that cruiser that's island camping and sitting still and camping in that smoke and sitting in one spot is you can Fire all torpedoes down the same trajectory, one right after the other, down the same line. Um, You can fire one or two and wait and fire two more uh, it's not going to go out in a normal traditional spread. So there's pros and cons to it. Uh, the, the con is, is that you got to be pretty spot on with your aim because you're only firing, um, you know, either in a, in a single line. But the, 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 the pro is, is that you can really, really spread these things out. And I could do like, you know, two on this side and two on this side and kind of split your salvo up between the islands. And so that's the difference is when you go to single fire mode, um, it will fire one torpedo per click. Now the thing to remember is that it will not reload. It's not like a um, uh, like a like a clip or a a um, you know it doesn't reload as you're sitting there. so it will not reload. your torpedo bank will not reload until you have fired all of the torpedoes off. but you can fire one or two and sit there with three you know two or three still sitting ready. Just note that it won't reload until they've all fired. Um, yeah, you can
4: actually a few times. <laughs> you can. I think you can push the F key uh, after you fire at least one torpedo and manually reload them, but you lose all the rest that are in there, and it reloads all of them. So if you you fire off uh, two or three and then you run away and you disengaged, you don't. It doesn't look like you're going to encounter any other ships. Go ahead and hit the F and. Take your minute 40 or whatever it takes to reload back up to full. Because if you hit that F key in the middle of battle, your, your torpedoes are gone.
1: Well, that, awesome. that's, a, that's a heck yeah. of a good tip I for people that. that didn't know. And, uh, I mean, that would be, you know, something that comes to my mind. I fire a couple of those torps. Um, the threat's over. I don't have another threat there. I may have completed the cap. My smoke's about to bail out on me. I'm going to take off and start heading out, and I happen to have one or two still loaded. Maybe now as I'm bugging out and moving away, now's the time to hit that so I can recover, and by the time I get into the next position I want to be at, I'll have another full load ready to go.
2: That's amazing. Thank you so much for bringing that up, um, Nightmare. Uh, I Mm. did not know that. So neither.
4: um, Yeah, yeah, I I found that out with the... I got a a a twitch prime thing that gave me i think the classic or something for three days, and uh I didn't get a lot of time to mess with it too much but uh uh I did learn about that single firing torpedo and uh it's really, really powerful for uh a stationary target uh like a cruiser sitting behind an island if you can get up uh near them and just fire one or two uh at them and then move it back a little bit because they're probably going to try and back up off that Island and you can put them in a straight line and just hit them repeatedly. Um, it's amazing. But yeah, I, uh, did hit the F key in the middle of a fight one day and, uh, well, I learned the hard way.
2: (laughs) Now did you have to have like the torpedoes selected, like the three key already pressed with your torpedoes up and then hit the F key? Is that how you initiate Uh, the
4: reload? I want to say Yes. Um, I'm almost certain because when you're when you have your uh, main turret selected, um, it's it's a totally different reticle, it's a different camera angle, so everything's different. So I believe you must have your torpedoes uh, selected. It doesn't matter what mode it's in, but it has to be selected. I believe.
1: Well, so, that, would, that would make good sense because I mean if you're firing your your guns and yeah you, you happen to have or, yeah you fired two you got two or three left and you're firing your main guns and you accidentally hit the f button and now you're reloading your torps when you really need them you know that makes sense you have to I would think you'd have to have them selected before you could actually engage the uh, reload.
2: Because I don't want to be in the middle of a ranked match and face rolling my keyboard, screaming at the potatoes, right. and start reloading my torpedoes unintentionally.
1: Right, bad, right. Bad day for Mando. Yeah, so important safety tips, so thanks, Nightmare. Absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> we Mando
2: would be the potato in that that
3: instance, right? Uh, I
1: know, right? <laughs> he has his moments too but yeah, uh, I know. <laughs> s- since we're still with the, the the royal navy line i mean those are really good tips and I'm, I'm glad they were brought up i would say i i grinded i made it all the way to what the tier nine i believe jutland i liked a couple of these ships and then you sold all your dds oh <laughs> 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 let's not talk about that tonight <laughs> we uh I, I made it all the way up to the jutland i could not stand the Jutland. I really wanted to get to the Daring but I just couldn't stomach the Jutland anymore. I will say, however, I thought the shining gem of that line, now this is up to nine, I thought the Lightning was an amazing ship. I had a heck of a lot of fun in it and unfortunately I sold it as I was working up to the Jutland and now I no longer have any of them but the Lightning is on my list to add back to the port. Probably put a permanent camo on it and keep enjoying it because I really, really like that ship. I can only imagine that the Daring would be better, but I thought the Jutland was a step in the wrong direction. It, it is my Soviet sea Soyuz of that line.
3: <laughs> it's that tier 9 plateau that they always get you at, right?
1: Not always. I mean, there are some good tier 9s that, that I really like. The Brindisi was one of my favorite tier 9s in the entire and, game.
3: And your And your favorite Friesland.
1: No, I don't I'm never buying that ship. I hate it.
3: <laughs> but <it's tier> nine. <laughs> I hate it's that it's ship. It's, it's terrible. It's
1: tier nine. <laughs> well, it maybe tier nine, the J B, also an amazing <laughs> ship. But all right. Let's uh wrap that up uh and move to uh parting shots. Uh Amanda, let's start with you. What do you got for uh parting shot this week?
2: Well um, you know, first and foremost, uh, it's good to be back uh, getting some days off and get back in the game and check out some of the new content and and uh, just want to give a shout out to all you guys, to the clan. Appreciate all you guys that stick around and listen to us babbling on <laughs> every week. Um, so, you know, no no rants today, but as usual, I will do a quick parting shot to my names of the week. I picked up a couple of names in game and my offer still stands. If you know somebody or if you are the person... That, You know, shoot me uh, an in game message and I will hook you up with a weekend pass, which has got 500 doubloons and a day of premium. And I think this month we're running a special that you get an extra one day premium. So, you know what? If you want 500 doubloons and uh, two days premium, hit me up. Show me some uh, proof of proof of life—that you are this person with that nickname, and uh, I will hook you up with a weekend pass, courtesy of Mando of Wolfpack Alpha. Um, so, without further ado, my names of the week. Um, in in uh, third place, a really cool name I saw was uh, Megaladonatello. If you're a Turtles fan, really cool. <laughs> I I shout out to you. Um, I I had a toss up between first and second place. My uh, second place is Potato Jesus, J E Z U S potato Jesus. Um. A step in the right direction. Hopefully, um, you'll be getting some RNG to help you out there. And my number one name of the week is Mando Sauce. I, could, I, I can't pass up uh, on Mando that, Sauce. It's wow.
1: funny because it's kind of gross too. <laughs> yeah.
4: Oh,
1: yeah, a <okay>. <laughs> bad taste in my mouth. Oh no, no! This is a family <laughs> show nightmare. You can't do that stuff here, <laughs> right? It's like horsey yeah, so sauce, right?
2: <laughs> Megalodonatello, uh, Potato Jesus, J E Z U S, and Mando Sauce. If you guys catch us on a podcast, send me a message in game. I will gift you over a weekend pass, which is five hundred doubloons in a day of premium.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks, Mando, for that. KJ, what do you got for a parting shot tonight?
3: Uh, nothing more than uh, the normal. Well, for the most part, uh, you know, keep everybody safe in all these crazy times. Um, the only thing I can think of is just a an incident I had with at work. Um, if you're dealing with electronics and electrical wiring, before you remove a component, take a picture of the wiring on how it's wired before you have somebody else come in and put the, put a new component in when they don't have a clue on how it was wired originally. It, that, that'll help the whoever's doing it next about seven or eight hours trying to figure out what
1: you did. So uh. yeah,
3: that's, that's about it.
1: <laughs> yeah, that that also works very well in auto mechanics too. So yeah, important tip for people out there: snap a photo. We all have super high tech phones that we don't need all the crap that's on them. Snap a photo; it's easy.
3: Yeah, because that that say, that yeah that would have saved me, like I said, several hours of being at a at a site. Uh, well, yeah. that sucks.
1: <laughs> yeah, and, anyway, and, and you know what? On top of that, they prevented you from getting home and getting into the game
3: uh yeah actually they did that night from from I was there on site for over 12 hours working that problem yes sir I was (laughs)
1: dirty (laughs) dirty buggers (laughs) Sock, what do you got tonight
0: well um speaking of courtesy of Mando um I think in the next few weeks it might be time for us to come up with another contest
2: I'm, I'm down I'm in
0: um I don't know if we're, I have some ideas in my head. I don't really know if we're ready to share details on it yet, but I think, I think this one could be interesting. It'll be fun. It'll, it will, it'll be uh, less cut and dry than the last one in the sense that uh, anybody can win.
2: Ooh. Sounds intriguing. I, I'm definitely in. I will definitely help co sponsor our next podcast uh contest event absolutely count me in
1: yeah we'll have to meet up offline and and figure that out at some point and and, uh launch it yeah i think that was uh, i think it went well last time and uh might be fun this time too well nightmare you joined us as a guest star tonight uh any parting shots for anybody
4: uh man I I don't know. Uh,
1: I tried not to put you on the spot. I let the other three go first. No, uh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Jeez, you're killing me, man.
4: Helpful and fortunate. I I guess the only parting shot I have is uh, uh, always have a backup plan to backup plans. You never know when something you take for granted is... Uh, you uh, never know when you might need
0: bit. another pair of glasses.
4: <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's that's <laughs> precisely it. Uh, I've been out of the game for over a week now, and uh, I I can tell that my presence is sorely missed, and I'm yes, very uh, very missed. I'm very sorry for that. I. Uh, uh, but yeah, uh, the, the seven uh, seven P's of success is. Prior proper planning prevents this poor performance, and I did not plan properly.
1: Oh <laughs> that's man! That's my parting shot. Pack-up <laughs> plans are a good thing. Our uh, our nightmare phoenix is not as scary without his classes.
4: Exactly. <laughs> Very less nightmare. <laughs> not yeah. Not, not
1: quite a nightmare. Just maybe a, a crazy dream. Right. <laughs> All right, well, my parting shot, uh, thanks to Chuck, Alien, Bucky, and Nightmare for showing up in the chat room tonight. Uh, Gentleman Walrus was here for a little while, too. And, uh, yeah, Nimitz is MIA, so we're going to have to uh, chew him out until next show. And uh, I might even make fun of him on the next show, and we'll demand an explanation. (laughs) Oh, we're definitely going to Oh, yeah, absolutely. (laughs) He's going to have to explain to the audience why he wasn't here. That's going to be Lucy. You got some explaining to do. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So anyway, you know, have a good time in game, hang out with buds, get into clan battles, enjoy yourself. That's really what the game is about. If you're not having fun, take some time off, find a new clan, do something. And uh, we also have some streamers over here. uh, Nightmare and Sock are both streamers. You can find their links in our show notes. And, uh, check them out. They're fun. I know, uh, I know Nightmare is not quite streaming. You can't see the screen at the moment, but when he does, I'm sure it'll be awesome and epic. Uh, Gentleman Walrus also does some streaming. And, uh, as soon as I talk to him about, uh, his his stream link i can link that in the show notes so you guys can see that too so anyway uh one last thing is our youtube channel is busted for some reason i haven't got to the bottom of it haven't found a lot of time to get to the bottom of it yet but i will at some point so i think it's like stuck with two episodes and i have not been able to do anything with the rest so i don't know what it is, huh? we didn't get canceled, hit with a canceled hamburger. No. Yeah.
2: was just saying we didn't get a DM- DMCA, did we? <laughs>
1: yeah, I, I don't think so. I don't know what the heck it is. It just, for some reason it's refusing to upload additional uh, shows and it just keeps giving me an error that it failed and I'm doing all the research I can to figure out why did these other ones go up just fine, but these are not. So I, I don't know what it is. It's just technology sometimes sucks. You know, it's really helpful. It's really awesome, but sometimes it really sucks because it doesn't work and nobody knows why but <laughs> with that with that everybody thanks for joining us again on another episode of the full broadside we look forward to hearing from you and emails and and message us drop by our discord come hang out come stop into the show and uh just be part of it who knows you could end up like nightmare and be pulled right onto the broadcast <laughs>
2: All your potato yep. memes are belong to me.
1: Yes, absolutely. With that everybody, good night. Take care. Take it easy. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. All music used in this podcast was provided by Joseph McDade. Find him at josephmcdade.com.